in five, four, three. <laughs> He's lagging, right? Hi, everyone. Wait, Jeff. No, that's you don't you don't say the two and the one. No, oh. you're lagging. This is the worst <laughs> running right. joke. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wizard Opinions. This is Jesse. I'm here with Alex May. Hello. And Kyle Mathis. Hi. That's the two of them. And Alex doesn't feel good. Alex, what's wrong? Yes. I don't know. Just had some general malaise today. I uh, thought it was... I like like a ham sandwich with a good malaise and then a real salty tomato. Maybe a little bit of mustard. Must mayo stardayonaise. That's terrible, guys. Cut that out. So you're just just, uh, feeling a little... Yeah, I don't know. I I am too, actually. Because of sleep deprivation. Depression? Depression? might have something to do with that. (laughs) Depression, sleep deprivation, all of the above. My uh, my cats were preventing me from waking up, or preventing me from sleeping last night, and so you can tell I'm a little off. Alex is a little off, but Kyle's here, and he's 110%, so he's going to make it up for everybody. Yeah, man, let's do it. I'm good. <laughs> I had yes. some coffee this afternoon, and I'm like, me too. oh, I want some right. coffee. Yeah, it's uh, a little so late you're, in the day, you're, but... You're actually getting, this is a rare moment, you're getting a 100% uncaffeinated Jesse. It's rare. So yeah, this, he sucks. So <laughs> never want to see him again. Mark it down on your calendar. <laughs> if that's how you usually are, no thanks. <laughs> no, that's that's my point. This is not how I'm usually am. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying you now who you are right now without caffeine. I'm gonna delete you from my friend friends list. I don't blame you. <laughs> so from, from all of our today list. we're we're covering a a topic Kyle chose. Kyle, what are we talking about? I don't know. Um, photography, I think. Yeah, that's it. Photography. 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 Yeah. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and I think so, the only one among us who would call themselves a photographer would probably be Alex. And Alex, do you even call yourself a photographer? Like, uh, wannabe. You're, yeah, you're a photographer. Um, you're a photog. So, you know, <laughs> a little bit about my experience. I've always been interested in photography. I'm one of those people who, uh, bought a really nice digital camera thinking I was going to become a, a photography person. And that's on a shelf somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Can, uh, I would like to know which cameras you all have. Which which camera do you have, Jesse? Uh, that camera is approximately 12 years old, and it is a Nikon, and I can't tell you the model number because I haven't <laughs> seen it in eight or nine years. Did you sell it? I did not. It's in a box somewhere. Is it so a- this is my thing. Photography is something I've, I've you know always been interested in, but I didn't realize it's like, oh, it is something I'm interested in, but not something I want to participate in until I had wasted a lot of money. Um, so that's why I'm interested to talk to you guys, because I feel like you two are people who've definitely gone into it a lot uh, heavier than I have. I mean, I know the basics. I know your f-stops, your exposures, your apertures, mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of stuff. That's really most of what I know. Um... But I feel like you're getting in it right now, where I get, whereas I gave up on it a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. And and I'll be like, before I got a camera, I was kind of you know watching YouTube videos and kind of um, studying up on it a little bit more. But then I kind of dropped off after a while from actually learning, and I was like, man, I just can't. I can consume a million YouTube videos and tutorials and stuff, but until I actually start kind of running with it, none of this is really going to sink in. Um, so for me, uh, I can speak to it probably decent like pretty poorly and it depends on like what we would talk about like when we start talking about like somebody gave me a quiz on like what's the difference between dslr and mirrorless i'd be like i, I don't know ask alex <laughs> <laughs> um because i think i have a mirrorless camera you do you do see you know um so i have a panasonic gh5 camera 4k 
mirrorless, yada, 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 yada. It, it like everything everywhere online was like, if you're a noob, don't buy this camera. <laughs> you should start out with something like less. It's a very, it's a video centric uh, camera. It is. it is. And so, uh, so when I got this, I was like, Hey, this could do both. I, mm-hmm. It really is better for video in the long run, which I think, you know, I'd be interested in. But I said to myself, I, I mean, this also takes really good photos. I kind of want to start there. So I've, I've had this camera and I've taken, you know, thousands of photos with it. Um, but I haven't really gotten into the video stuff because it, there's so much you can do just on the photography side with it and on the video side. And I said, let me start small with the photography side with it first. And I think it does really good. I only have two lenses, um, but it's it's amazing. It's decently easy to use. Um, and, you know, it's it's good. I don't know what else to really say about yeah. it. What do you what do you have, Alex? I'm trying to remember which one you have like a Fuji something. I do. I see Jesse's mouth moving on the video, but I didn't hear him just a second ago. That's fine. I was <laughs> I muted. Think he, I think he's yawning. Um, I uh, I have. Uh, well, I started out. What got me more interested in uh, photography is when I first got the uh, Pixel Two XL. Um, <clears throat> a camera's camera, that good, huh? It's a really awesome camera. Uh, I love it still. I still I still like taking pictures with it. But I started taking pictures with it like crazy when I first got it. Um, and I got a couple of these like uh, add-on lenses from a company called Moment. Okay, like you attach to your phone or whatever, like on the yeah the case. The, the case has a uh, has a locking mechanism, uh-huh. and you you stick it on the case and lock it in. And then the lenses, you know, it would give you a much wider field of view and kind of give you a, a closer focusing distance to do these quasi macro shots or things like that or. Uh, one of them was a, a faux um, telephoto lens uh, to kind of zoom in a little bit more, and yeah, didn't I really just used the wide one a lot? It was only the only one really worth it, but it I, I was I started taking crap loads of photos with that, and I was absorbing all sorts of you know content and tutorials and all this information about what makes a good photo a good photo and what the 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 nuts and bolts of photography. And then after started, about, you just started bringing a more like intentional approach to it. Oh yeah, and um, but I and I, I decided I was gonna try to get where I could take good photos, uh, more technically good photos with my ki- with my phone before I b- started buying actual camera gear. And then um, in like May, I guess it was in May, or might have been in June. I can't remember, but I uh, I bought my first uh Fujifilm camera which was the XT20 and um for a few months I only had a uh, a vintage like German lens from the 60s that I just adapted to it and it was just manual focus and so that was really fun and interesting mm, to okay. get used to um and with the Fujifilm cameras one thing I really like about them is that all the all the major controls are on the outside like analog style like the shutter speed the ISO, the aperture ring on the on the lens, it's all tactile and uh, for oh, the most cool. part, yeah. So for the most part, you don't you don't have to do any sort of like menus or... or menus or anything like oh, that. That's awesome. It's a really nice just shooting experience. Uh, and then I got uh, I rented a few lenses over the next few months, and then in September. I got the XT3 whenever it came out right around my birthday and that was that camera is just awesome. 
it um you know i i like uh i like the fujifilm cameras they they have a really sexy look to them ah you know and they also have that kind of visceral uh feel to how you use them like you're you're interacting with them in a very analog fashion um yeah that sounds same- appealing the the tactile physical selection yeah. on the yeah, camera man. would would you scat on a fujifilm camera <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time though it's like they have so many features like focus peaking face and eye detection and tracking and you know et cetera et cetera if you want to dive into it like it's got all sorts of technology in there um and but you know it can be as simple and bare bones like analog experience as you want or super high tech and uh now you know i have i have two main lenses i had a pancake lens that was awesome for the fuji system that was like super duper tiny and i put it on the small camera i had at first and it was like perfect travel camera perfect just you put it in any sort of like jacket pocket type camera um but that little pancake lens slipped out of uh, my bag a few, like a month ago. Oh, no. And it did it not survive? It. No, it did not survive. It, you know, it sounds like you, your, your photography experience has been the right way. <laughs> <laughs> you did it the exact opposite way that I have done it. And you, I think you did the probably the right thing. Right. Where you said, I have a device that takes pictures. Let me get into it there. Let me develop okay. my skills yes. of photography and yeah. then I'll get my tools of photography. Whereas I, I dove in, uh, like. It sounds like you did what I did, Kyle, which is you buy an expensive camera and then you force yourself to do something with it because you spent money. Yeah. I had to kind of, I have to guilt <laughs> myself into doing things. You know what I mean? Like to go to the gym, I have to look at myself shirtless in the mirror and then it's like, okay, cool. Let's go. We got to go now. Yeah, uh, I tried that to motivate myself to go to the gym, but when I was standing there I'm in, in the mirror, I was like, this is so good. Why would I, why, <laughs> man, I, I why would I do anything to, I can't improve on this. <laughs> and how can I just freeze time right now? Yeah, just like take a picture of it, I think. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, uh, so can, I just want, can we agree that fish, fish eye is never good? No, no scenario is fish eye ever well, good. I'll tell you a cool scenario. The fish, the, the, only, the first time I ever thought fish eye was pretty cool was. It was in the 90s. I saw, I saw somebody, <laughs> they took a, a fish eye lens that was made for a crop sensor and adapted it onto a medium format camera, which has like a, a sensor that's about four times as large as the lens was intended for. And so, the, 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 the light that is projected onto the sensor, um, is a perfect full circle. And so the image that you get out of it was, it was a natural way of getting, you, have you seen those like, those like mini world stitched images that the three oh, yeah. cameras can get where it's like, oh, it looks like I'm on my own tiny planet or something. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, yep. it's, it's, it's like that, but it's done like with, physical, you know, glass elements projecting an That's image neat. onto a large sensor. I thought that was cool, but it's not anything you would ever use. So, I, I think for the most part, fisheye is pretty dumb. Yeah, I would say that the whole, I'm looking at the, the Fujifilm, like, online now, and I'm seeing what you're talking about, how it has, like, the knobs for all of the, you know, the different um, shutter Major speeds, stuff. ISO, yeah. you know, your, your, your basic composition stuff, and... uh. Boy, that seems awesome because on the GH5, it's it's the buttons are there, but it's mm-hmm. all um, in the menus. 
And then for me, I basically have a few different settings. If I'm doing photography, I get to choose like where I want to, like what do I want to lead with, so to speak. So like you have, and this might be the same for your for your camera, but I can choose just like you know the easy mode, where it's just like all kind of auto, whatever. Oh, your priority. Yes, priority. That's what I'm saying. So you have aperture priority, shutter speed priority, and then um, what's the other one? I can't even think right now because I'm crazy. Anyway, um, and I, I, you know, I read everywhere. It's like, oh, you got to go aperture first, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And well, I suck so bad at that, <laughs> and still do. Well, look at it they, this way. Uh, whereas I got the expensive camera, and then I got hung up on. Hold on, if I actually want to be as good, if I want my work with this to be as good as I want it to be, then it's going to take an extraordinary amount of time for me to learn all these things and get used to it and get better at it. And that's kind of where I left off, but it really seems like you've run with it, Kyle. Yeah, you know, it's it's something where it's like, I'm not going out, out of my apartment every day and like looking for stuff, but it is like I'm carrying it with me kind of everywhere I go. Mostly just photos of Mickey Mouse, right? <laughs> well, there are a lot of opportunities for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I actually like Courtney and I are, are like our year passes ran out a while back, but we still go like there's plenty of like restaurants and resorts and stuff in Orlando. So like this weekend we went to um, the Gaylord Hotel and like spent the night and then went to the California Grill. And, you know, like you're you're over there, you have plenty of stuff just to take pictures of. Um, and you know, like I usually have Courtney as a subject, um, but sometimes she's like I don't, you know, she doesn't want to just me just taking pictures of the whole time, you know what I mean? But yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of got into it, and I, I recently, so whenever I got the camera, I said I'm not gonna now drop like thousands of dollars on lenses. So I did stop myself there. Um, but I started with a uh, 12 to 60 millimeter um, camera. But the, you know, the problem is like with cameras when you zoom, you do lose, um, you lose your frame. Um, God, I'm like losing the words. Does that make sense? You guys <clears throat> about right. The composition. But, well, you lose, like, it's like, it goes from four thirds down or whatever. Um, again, I Aspect suck ratio? Aspect ratio, thank you. That's it. Um, but I recently, Jesse uh, Spears recommended, he had a Canon, I think, or has a Canon. He recommended a little, like, $150 uh, 25mm camera that fits natively on my camera. And it's it's freaking perfect. Um, yeah, I invited it, Spears. Jesse Spears, uh, uh, another contributor to Wizard Opinions, was going to join us today, but uh, he was not able to. And I think I talked to Jesse just the other day on Instagram about his latest camera purchase. Yeah, I think that Jesse and Alex are probably way better than me. And and he, here's the thing about photography for me, I think is the, I can speak better to music, obviously, because it's something that I've I've done often all my whole life. Where you go into like a song, or you listen to a song that you really like. If you're not a musician, I would say most of the time you listen to a song and you like it, but you really don't know why you like it. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels good. It sounds good. Um, but you may not know or be able to pick out all the parts that made it good based on, you know, this technical stuff is down to the levels, up to the instrument composition, to the song structure. But uh, with photography, that's me. I see a photograph and I'm like, I like this, but I'm slowly learning why I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's where I am. Like right now, it's like, I like this, but I don't know why. So I have a camera that helps me with that, um, take a lot of different things and, and kind of use the easy button when I just want to get something that looks decent. But I can also kind of start to, to walk up to something a little bit more complex and, and do something on purpose. So it's really unique in that way, but it, it really is a hobby that you can get very deep into it in a way that I never really realized. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, and this... you could really sink time into it. And we talked a second about subjects, and I will say where where I sort of left off my photograph hobby was when we began to have phones, 
that were mm-hmm. like that was when the camera went into the closet was when I realized it's like, oh, I have a phone that takes good enough photos. Right. Uh, that I can always have it on me because the best camera you have is the one, you know, the best camera there is is the one you have on you mm-hmm. uh, right. when you need to take a photo. So I sort of, you know, I still try to think about um, very mindfully about the photos I take and I, I do focus on trying to make good photos. So I don't have maybe the same granularity in my uh, approach to taking photos and, you know, setting them up the way I like. But I do try to pay a lot of attention to subjects and framing and and balancing my frames and things like that. So uh, I know you both talk about your families not wanting you to use it. That's the obvious temptation is to just take photos of your wife and kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which to... Alex Alex does do quite a bit. He has yeah, a lot of fo- wonderful photos of his kids. Yeah, very very good photos. Yeah, so what, I have my uh, wife, wife and dog. Yeah, your wife it. and dog. But I'm 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 always to the point where I'm carrying my camera around. Like I'll go to Disney Springs or something, or somewhere there's a lot of people, and I'll be like, Courtney, I think I'm just gonna ask these people I can take my phone. And she's like, No, you're not. We're not gonna do that. I was like, Yeah, but I just need to see, like they're they're standing in a cool place. Like this could be good, and I never get the courage up to do that. Well, just uh, browsing through, uh, your, I, I've got your guys's Instagrams open right now, and a couple of subjects that seem to have attracted the both of you. Uh, Alex, you have a lot of uh, nice pictures of Ty. Yeah. Uh, your kids and pets, of course. Uh, other cameras. Uh, you know, just friends and family, rocks and nature and stuff. Kyle, you have a lot of photos of uh, toilets and Larry the Cable Guy. There's uh, <laughs> Ernie from Bert and Ernie. I didn't take Daniel, a picture of any of that. <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe, hey, this is your Instagram account. Yeah, but that's not like, that doesn't mean I still took pictures of all that. Uh, there's a picture um, of uh, Todd Howard uh, for some reason. I post memes sometimes too, man. Come on, damn. But this is, uh, I wanted to ask the two of you, like, what attracts you to particular subjects? In particular, Alex, something I noticed, like, a theme I think about your photo is colors. Like, what really seems to get your attention when you pull out the phone and focus on and, and capture a scene, whether you actually have a subject or it's a, a, you know, natural landscape or something like that, is you seem to have a particular eye for color when taking yep. a photograph. All of your all of your photos just seem to have a, a really good color balance and a sense of interesting colors, I think. I always want I always want my pictures to be like um, what I what I want is like hyper realistic detail but like surreal experience of the color to where it's 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 like pushed almost to the limit of like you know <clears throat> you don't want to go so far when you're pu- pushing and pulling certain colors and, and whatnot to where you don't want to make it look too vivid to where it looks like blatantly fake or 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 just sickly but you want to I want it to be you know, I, I want to bring out certain shades and colors that, you know, especially like purples and like orangey pink type colors. Uh, a lot of times just because, I don't know, I, I like that stuff. And yeah, I, I, as far as the detail goes, I want it to be hyper realistic, vi- uh, crazy detail. But <clears throat> when it comes to the color, I want to stray from the normal experience of the color and create a, a surreal uh you know dreamlike uh experience of the color so that it's like really vivid and you know just uh hits you that's that's an interesting way of putting it because your photos do come across like the colors are pretty saturated in it 
But normally when I, when I say, you know, colors are saturated on something, you know, turning up saturation on a TV, there's like an implied degradation of quality in it. Like when you say something yeah. very saturated, you think that of it as being uh, not necessarily blurry, but like inaccurate. Whereas I think you've, you've been able to turn up that saturation and still maintain like a real sharpness, a real clarity to the image that makes it feel very dreamlike and like yeah. this is real, but it isn't kind of a kind of yeah. a feel to it. Yeah, or like I've seen this before, but this is this is it, it, it's the experience of seeing some sort of slightly familiar scene or object. Yeah, almost like deja vu. New thing. Yeah, like oh, and did so I it, see this in Blade Runner or or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that stuff's awesome. If you push the colors too hard, or you if you don't know how to handle certain you know sliders in Lightroom or Photoshop or whatever then you'll just like you can with light and shadow in the image you can it'll it'll over uh it'll overexpose a certain color um just like you can with light and you'll you'll get these crazy uh burned looking colors in the sky or something and yeah. it will you'll get a uh, it'll screw up the transition of colors in the sky and i mean i've yeah you know, i've screwed up some pictures that are on my account or whatever that i see in the after the fact, but for the most part, yeah, it's about pushing it to where colors still blend and you don't get that degradation of detail like you're talking about because you just pushed something to where it just oversaturated itself and now it is blown out in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, like what you were saying, Kyle, where you're like, as far as, uh, music goes when you're, um, when you're, listening to something and you say like oh like you know why this sounds like you you know why you like that like oh i like that and you know why yeah uh, it's also a case of another way to put it is like oh that sounds awesome i know how to make that sound happen right you, right i know i know the trick they did in the studio to create that sound yeah and that's the same thing that um <clears throat> that happens with photography when you phrase it that way it also you know you can make sense of it where it's like oh that's such a cool picture they did this and this and this and they're really good at it you know it's like it's not so much like oh this is beautiful i wonder why i like it but you begin to say like wow look at how they did xyz and they were able to maintain this and this and this and you you not only know why you like it and what's standing out to you and what's good about it, but you kind of get the, uh, you get the appreciation and like the, like, like Jesse said, the granular aspect of like the step by step and the process. You understand some of the process that they went through to do it. And what's cool, just like with music, is whenever you see something in an image or hear a song and you say, that's awesome. I don't know how they did that. That's what's really cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, that's a, I mean, that's one of those things. I've watched so many videos at this point. I know how to do all sorts of stuff that I haven't ever done. And I've absorbed so much technical, uh, editing information on, online, but implementing it is a lot harder than just knowing what it is. Um, just like with music, you know, you can, you can know just about all these like pedals and all this kind of stuff. But when it comes to, recording an album like you're going to run into all sorts of little roadblocks along the way that they didn't talk about in the tutorial for the, 
you know, how to play the guitar this way or that way. And so the same thing happens with pictures where it's like, oh, I know how to use my camera for this and I know how to, um, you know, edit photos in Lightroom. But, uh, when it comes to doing a, an actual paid gig, like I, I took pictures for Daniel Williamson's family, uh, like in November and, um, I thought, I know, I have, I, I've got a computer to edit these on. I've got a, the cameras. I've got everything going. And then I just, it, it's so much harder than what you think it is. Like, uh, right. <clears throat> this is the experience I ran into. And when I realized it was harder than I thought it was, I stopped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it was hard because it's like, oh crap. Now I have like, I took like 1100 pictures and now I have to cull all these pictures down to some sort of a, uh, I have to just figure out which ones are worth a darn, and then yeah. which ones am I actually going to give to them, and then I have to edit them all, and then <laughs> yep. it was it was a lot. And so yeah. it, the uh, the the what, is, what what's that phrase? And, that, uh, yeah, I've heard this this saying that uh, goes to what you're talking about, and you know, sort of the, if you look at my Instagram account, a lot of my photos are just pictures of my pets, and those are really I got to take this in the moment. I can't really think about the framing that much. But if you uh, look at any pictures from, like, my vacations to Mexico or anything like that, I, I've maybe kept 14 or 15 of those photos. I probably took over 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's oh. it's it's the photos you don't take, <laughs> you don't use, are just as as important as the ones that you do, I think. Yeah, you, you got to run with what your camera or, or with what your shots give you, I think. And, like, we were kind of talking about editing. And, and Lightroom's really the only thing I've messed with. I've, I've used Photoshop in the past, but more or less just to do stupid stuff with. Um, but with Lightroom, I, like the, the thing is, is like you have, you kind of have, when I started like taking photos, I was like, okay, this is, this photo is a high quality. It's a good photo. I then said to myself, okay, well, I want to figure out a style that's good for me. Right. And so mm -hmm. a couple of people are, that I think we both follow on Instagram, Alex, that I really like is, um, Sean Tucker. He has his style, yeah. like black and white and shadows. And then the other guy who I've actually like messaged with a little bit. I can't, I don't know his name. It's just S T Fayez or S T F E Y E S. Oh um, yeah. Dude. Sean Foley. Um, mm -hmm. his, his pictures are incredible. They're, they look so good. There's so much vibrance to them. Everything looks like Blade Runner. <laughs> like you were saying. I so. think he has those like Asian alleyways and all that. Yeah. Like, it, neon it's like, it's neon Hong Kong. It just, it's incredible. And so like for those guys, like I don't aspire to be them or anything, but it's like, dude, they found their, they found like what they do, you know, what they do well and everything. And so for me, like images that I like are actually would probably be considered boring and actually kind of like muted colors, um, like muted blues and greens um, and yeah. things like that. Like I would say, like, Kyle, whereas I notice like a theme of, of color in the photos Alex takes, for you, I, I've really noticed a theme of, like, aperture work, of using the focus and the depth of field to, like, bring particular subjects out of a scene, whereas Alex is very much, it seems like a lot of his work is, like, blending the subjects into a scene because uh -huh. it's more about the overall sense of color and place and presence in the photo. You're very good about focusing in on individual subjects and bringing out details in those subjects, I think. Yeah, like, I always want to take a picture of a subject and have cool stuff around it, is, like, how I go about it. Like, when I'm trying to take a picture, um, that's kind of my goal. I don't know if that's always, like, a good thing. And like, sometimes the picture really lands on Larry the Cable Guy, and all the toilets <laughs> in the background are really just kind of fade in and provide Shut a up, sense of ambiance. I, I, I just shared you, I don't have Alex's email, but I just shared you stuff I took this weekend, okay? Um 
that you can look at and I've edited down a little bit. But like mov- movies that have like muted tones and like I guess that's the best way to like kind of give you an image in the mind is like like the Revenant, you know, that's kind of gloomy. Like mm-hmm. Harry Potter's kind of gloomy, like some of those like later movies and stuff. I like that gloomy look. Now that's not fun <laughs> necessarily, <laughs> but that's but that's what I like. And a problem that I was having when I first started editing in Lightroom is I would get these pictures and I would look at them and then I would I had like a preset that I made. I was like, okay, this is a color palette I really like, and I'd take out the reds and make it all muted. And and then I started to realize like, man, not all pictures are destined to be this. Um, and, and talking kind of like the, of, of the music language, it would be like, hey, if I go up to the microphone and I want my voice to sound like Britney Spears, right? Uh, right. we can edit it, edit it, edit it, but it's never going to be what I want out of my head, right? Like I have to kind of lean into what like my voice sounds like or what my instrument sounds like. And so what I've done more recently is I've tried to step back from that and, and with editing and with finding like the light and pictures and to see like, okay, I know that I can make this, this blue car green but if i mean but i kind of want to let it be what it is though and i think like whenever you edit it too much you kind of take take the goodness out you know what i mean um yeah you get into the uh, almost the uncanny valley thing if you edit it too much it's like wait a second that's not even that's not even like photography you're just doing (laughs) graphic art yeah (laughs) i'm with you on that where you have to you the the picture has to tell you how to edit it and not just your your uh your your imposing of like what you want on any any picture you know it's like that's not gonna you're not gonna get the result you want all the time it's you know you can have a style and you can learn to find the images and shoot things in the way that will always kind of steer them towards the desired style that you want right but certain images that already exist like on your hard drive can't always be you know the ideal that you want them to be they they aren't you know this preset isn't always isn't going to work on right this on said photo just because you want it to have that other look like you might apply that preset but in order to get it to be what you want you have to you like with uh with the photo shoot that was one thing i found with the photo shoot with with the williamson uh i had developed a few presets because I was like, okay, I would, I'm going to develop a preset for each one of these backdrops that I went to downtown, like these old rusty door or whatever. And um, I thought, I'm just going to just flap this preset, blanket it across all these sections of photos, like for each backdrop. And I was like, whoa, like even inside of each section, you know, like 50 photos at this one site. Um, I was just going to blanket this, uh, it, it, the light was pretty much the same. I was, you know, pretty much in the same setting and whatever, uh, for, for this chunk of time, but the same preset just doesn't work for all across all of them. And in fact, you know, in order to get them to look like they're in the same group of pictures, family of pictures, I would be like, crap, I have to totally edit this picture very differently yeah. to get it to look like this other one that just worked right off the bat with the preset. Oh. And it's like... So it's like it, he's it, in, it's in the music thing. analogy, it's like using the same the same synthesizers and guitar pedals for an album. Yeah, or maybe yeah. like you, or the same or the same vocal presets for like a, a musician. Like if you had two different, like a guy and a girl, and you had like a vocal preset editing with like different, you know, gains and, and mids and stuff. He said, "All right, you're done. Now let me use the same one for you." I feel like that analogy works for me. Um, I think so. I think one way to to think about it is like if you if you hear you know some songs like 
um, I don't know, from like Toto or something like people <laughs> who did really good studio work, right? Yeah. Uh, I, it, I, it, they're all over, you know, memes and everything now, but they really did do good studio work. If you hear some of the guitar tracks, even though you're like, wow, all of these elements of these songs are just so good and clean and 80s sounding and it's just great. They're all crisp and everything's so good. And, you know, but if you isolate one of the guitar tracks, one of Steve Lukather Luke or whatever, his guitar tracks from some of those Toto songs, you'll be like, holy crap, that sounds, there's no bass in it. It's all tinny and it, it's, it, yeah. it's not an ideal guitar sound. But it works in the mix, and it's like the same way where, you know, so it's, you can't always just record and use the perfect guitar tone in the mixes. They, they have to do what the mix requires right. of it. So you have in pictures, you know, this standard editing that you always want to just jump into and like, okay, I'm going to pump up the shadows a little bit, turn my blacks down a little bit, turn those. <laughs> yep. I, and then I'm going to lower my highlights a little bit. And you're always going to just do that when you start out. But then every now and then, to, in order to make a picture look the way you want, you can't just do the same thing. It's like, oh, actually, to get this thing the way that I want, and it took me a while to realize I have to turn the whites way down. And now it looks, now the, you know, it's achieving what I thought it would. And it's just not part of your normal routine of when you get going to the edit. It's a uh, it's a strange process. I mean, it's it, it, editing is is such a such a strange thing. It, it it becomes. So you spend a lot of time in post processing on your photos. Yeah, well, it's like it's it can like with music. Just like with music, it's like you have to know when to say you're done with something. Yeah, because you can and go all- forever until you ruin it, <laughs> and you're and you're like, oh god, control Z, control Z. And then it never looks right to you again. Yeah, you, know? you have to you have to know how to do it in a non-destructive way. That's a yes. that's a part. And, and Lightroom's really good about that. But it is. Photoshop, you can you can you can think you're doing it in a non-destructive way, and then realize that you're 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 far from home, and you don't. How <laughs> I, I will ask this question to both of you: How many JPEGs of Goku do I need to keep in a folder just to interject <laughs> into photos when I'm editing them? <laughs> Hmm. Uh, I w- I prefer animated animated gifs of Goku. Is it a photo? Now here's a question: Do you think of gifs as photos? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. Not, not, I mean, that's not what first jumps into my mind, but they can be. <laughs> if it's no sound, if it's no sound, it's not a video in my mind. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a video. I wouldn't really call it a photo either. It's kind of its own thing. The the technology. It's yeah. a new medium. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you yeah gotta, do you, you have gotta, any comments, uh, Kyle, on, on like your aperture work approach? You know, anything you want to add on that? Because like I said, it does seem like a thing you have this, whereas Alex is focusing on this color to like sort of bring you into a photo, into a photo. You have this work with the aperture on and this focus and depth of field that almost seems like it's bringing the subject out of their world. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like bringing them out of the photo into you in, in a very different way that I think is, is also striking. Yeah, so I mean the the larger the aperture, you know, is obviously like you open up the camera, right? Like the camera lens and you let more light yeah, in. Screwdriver. Yes, yeah, screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the you know, the, the more open it is, the more you can get um I guess essentially what it does just to the eye is it you whenever you focus on something, it then uh like the the larger the opening is, it blurs out the rest of the background. 
Yeah, you and get a the, you get a thinner you get a thinner uh, focal field. plane. Yeah, and then the smaller, uh, which is, I mean, again, this is really hard to like talk and not show. Uh, like, so if you if you go the smaller hole though, then that's great for like landscaping or like a landscape shot. And so for me, I think like Alex, like you usually like based on stuff that I've seen from you, it's either like portraits or like landscape, like it's um something there. And so. For me, I'm typically looking for something that's busy, but there's one thing in it um, that I can focus on. And usually, I usually always lean to, to, to open up the aperture to make it smaller to kind of blur. And like, like I said, this new lens is, it goes wider than, than what my first lens was. Um, so I've been more practicing to pretty much have like a muted, a more muted background. Um, so, you know, I mean, that, that's essentially it is like whenever I'm taking the photo, I want to have a photo that's like, like if I have a subject or something that's simple that you can look at, but then has a bunch of crazy stuff going on in the background, that's a very fun picture to me. Um, so whenever I'm going at it, I'm going at it to arrange, I don't always know exactly like what the, what the, you know, the opening and closing should be, but I go at it from a place where, where's, where's the thing that I want clear, you know what I mean? And then from there, I just kind of play, um, and try to get out of it. I mean, you know, you, you take you can take up to thousands of photos and get like maybe two or three that look good. Um, but but yeah, that's 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 typically kind of what I'm going on. I mean, like I said, looking at any of my Instagram stuff, um, that's typically what it is. Like I said, I show you a folder. It's it's about right the subject. Like, and that's I don't. It doesn't have to be like it's I mean about the isolation of the subject. And yeah, like, right. Like, and and like your 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 photo right. of Courtney in in what looks like a restaurant or a bar is is kind of what I'm thinking of, where it's like the the subject is so crisp and so in focus and so vibrant and the background yeah. is 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 sort of it's almost like a suggestion of a location yeah. more than it is uh uh-huh. like that's why i have to say is it a restaurant or a bar i'm not really sure right it's a but, good picture but the subject is so crisp that it's almost popping out of the photo and i think you it, do do a good uh, good work with that yeah and well, in my mind like i mean and i'm sure some some youtube video or something at some point i think i heard someone say something like whenever you're editing or taking a photo and it is of something, you know, like, I guess it's kind of hard to explain. Like, if I was going to take a picture of a flower, like, up close, you know, there might be a lot, like, other flowers in the background or a pot or a wall or something like that. But what I'm looking at and what I want to take a picture of is this one flower, right? And so it's about saying, how can I make this look really good and make this stand out against something that is either nebulous or suggestive, like you're saying, to where the focus is on the thing. That is what I saw in the moment. I didn't see all of the bar and everything else. I'm looking at this person. Um, and also, you know, I've seen videos and stuff about, and I don't even remember what it's called, Alex, you might remember, where basically you have like the tic-tac-toe lines and you can... Yeah, you're talking about the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds, yeah, where you yeah, want to so, kind of place your So the rule of thirds I actually do know. And I do yeah. try to think about when taking photos, but uh, why don't you share that with us, Kyle? Oh, I, I don't want to. I just, I'm asking Alex. Alex, Alex, oh, share with us the rule think- of thirds. You want to have uh, you, the rule of thirds is that you want to have um, your points of interest at the intersection of uh, right. lines that would split your frame into uh, thirds horizontally and vertically. Yes. And so my best example of a rule of thirds that I have pulled up on my Instagram right now, and it's also my most probably my most Kyle Mathis type picture on my Instagram. <laughs> Is the one of the, uh, broken Christmas ornament in front of the Christmas tree. Uh, I posted it on December 2nd and I, I put the, uh, the broken Christmas ornament on the bottom right corner in the, at the intersection of the, uh, of the, the horizontal third and at the, 
in vertical third at the at the bottom right, and so it just allows for a a uh, it just allows for a certain feeling feel of balance, kind of like a uh, golden ratio type feel to it. Um, it it if you see it, you'll see what I mean as far as uh, the the whole Kyle Mathis thing with the yeah because the the, the subject is particularly focused on pop down and in, in particular in your portraits uh, uh, you also do that a lot but really what jumped about me out about to your collection of, to me is the color was the color yeah sure one thing for me is that. It, and again, however, that photo is another great example of that. There's this wonderful hue of unfocused pink and purple and red, and uh, this bright yep. golden ornament in the foreground. I have Dude. the like my favorite pictures that I take are the more that they do have the vivid colors, but they're the more abstract pictures. Like I have the pictures of um, the reflections in the water. Um, the one that the '86 Olympics used for right. Uh, their cover with the this, like uh, the wake. It was it was the wake of a boat. Uh, we were on my father-in-law's pontoon boat, and we were cutting across the lake, and we were the only boat on the lake, and so the, we were going into totally still water, and the boat was really uh, going very slow, and so I did a little long exposure for one full second, but I had the camera sitting firmly down on this little handrail. And so I was able to keep it kind of steady. And instead of having the shimmery, you know, reflective part of the waves, it smears it out. And the my favorite thing about, you know, I, I love the color. And that's one thing that I kind of just fell into, you know, as far as a theme. It, but my favorite thing to be able to do is to be able to get an image that it, it looks pretty. And but you don't you don't quite know what it is when you see it. Um, that one that the 86, well, the 86, both of the 86 Olympics covers. Yeah, I was thinking of the, uh, the triangle, all three the of triangle cover. Oh, that one, that, the triangle one is the first one. And then I have the one from, what was it? That was the, that one was also on December 2nd where it's like that magenta wave looking thing. Right. And then there's deep purple and it's these dew drops that were on top of, uh, Ty's old car, but I took them way close up. Um, and the abstract photos, of course, the detail, the color, the everything that I, that I normally do is in there, but the, uh, I love the abstract nature of it where it's, you're not quite sure what it is. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I posted the one of the latest 86 Olympics thing that I posted where it was from a, uh, from like an art exhibit place that we went to and it, um, there were these all so sorts of lights in the background. Is what you're saying? So, so it's what? So, so it's stolen, is what you're saying? No, it's it's lights that were in the background, and there was a grate at, on the floor in one place, and I just bent down and took it. And it's, it's definitely not you somebody stole else's the grate. Place. I think he stole something, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. But yeah, okay, all these pictures are from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. Someone who who really follows your family around. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. I I I love the uh, I love the the color and the detail aspect. But the whole the abstract thing is another thing that I try to shoot for more. But those I feel like my more abstract shots are usually not the most. Usually, it's not what everybody is. It's like my self indulgent stuff. You know what I mean? 
Right. It's some like, of my favorite stuff that you do. I mean, probably my favorite photo on your Instagram is not abstract, but it's of that car, that Corvette. That's a great photo, the Corvette it's, photo. It's so fantastic. The color balance in that is so perfect and so which spot one, on. Which one? I uh, it's the one that's like tied in. You have like yeah. six photos of Ty, and right in the middle of it, there's oh, a Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. If you scroll down uh, to um, June of 2018, I have another picture of that Corvette from the front. Yes. Um, and it's another. It's a really crisp in front of Laser Mania. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I mean, like um, that, that was a totally different, totally different approach on that one, though. So, yeah, and so those, like, those portraits of Ty, I also like. It's the color work in them is again. It's great. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Color, like, there are people whose jobs are just colorists, right? Like, they're not even editing the photo. They just do the color work on the photo. And I would say, for me, with the editing, that's. Like, that's the worst. Like, I would almost have to, like, look at a photo and be like, okay, I want to try to fit into this. But like we said, that's counterproductive because you kind of have to give what your photo gives you with lighting um, and things like that. But but I do, like, on on the Corvette, and this is terrible for a podcast, by the way. This whole topic is terrible. For yeah, it's... Uh, so, it's, if, it's anyone's great, ever, but... if anyone's still listening and hasn't turned it off yet, <laughs> we're sorry. Um, but on the Corvette one specifically, like, how much color editing did you do there? Like, did you take, you know... Just to simplify it, red, green, blue, did you tweak any colors to change what you actually saw? Or did you just like boost the exposure and the vibrance or bring the saturation up a little bit? I did all that. I, I, uh, I all of the above. <laughs> did the, no, well, I, but I changed the, I changed the, um, the white balance as okay. far as the warmth and coolness. So I made it cooler and I also made it, uh, more, you know, push the tint towards magenta a little bit more. Yeah. And I went in on the car because that car is actually get, it, it, it's not there anymore after, you know, being there for a year in that same parking lot, but it was getting kind of beat up. And so in Photoshop, I went in and I removed a lot of dings on the back bumper and I removed the, the license plate number. <laughs> <laughs> and I made, I, uh, I, uh, I, I took out some little tiny plants that were growing under the back bumper and stuff like that, but just some little tiny distractions I wanted to take out. Uh, and otherwise with the color, I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of like direct colorizing, right. uh, Photoshop style. That was more like, yeah, you push the whole family of colors one way and the gotcha. whole, like not so much like little specific tweaks. The specific tweaks were on the, the blemishes that I took out. Right. And that, that was the, uh, that was actually really fun. That was some of the the more detailed stuff I've done in that in that regard. So yeah, I mean, I can tell you 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 pumped the magenta a little bit here. And for people like that, just to just to lay it out, like on the white balance like settings in Lightroom, you have the temperature, which is you know cool and warm, which is more like blue to yellow. Then you have tint, which is more like for me, it looks like it's more like neon greenish to like magenta pink. And then you have vibrance, which you know is like it sounds, and then saturation. Um, I would love to see some of your original versus your edits alex to see how far you go like do you ever get down to the color mixer where you have like well i think one of those things is you can look at those two photos of the corvette because the older one doesn't look like it's had much color work done to it and it's a very like very yellow photo actually yeah Mm -hmm. um but you know but like do do you do you get into the well another one like the two of them they're like day and like night and day so like the light is changing a lot of it as well um, but do you, do you get into the color mixer a lot? Like, do you go the nuts H- in there? Yeah, I use, the, um, I use the HSL sliders a lot. So that yeah. stands for hue, saturation, and luminance. Uh-huh. Um, and for a lot of my pictures these days, uh, I take the greens out. Gotcha. And I make, I make the reds more orange 
I make the yellows a little more orange. I make the blues a little uh, more aqua, and I'm or I make the blues a little more purple, and the purples a little bit more magenta, you know, and I desaturate the greens and things like that. But that's kind of what gives me that purpley magenta, but also having those like vibrant oranges and stuff in there. So yeah. I just I, I normally don't focus on a lot of greens uh, these days. If I do. Or if if green is a big part of it, I usually try to push it to more of like a turquoise yeah. uh, type shade. Yeah, that turquoise, like yeah, going more turquoise always makes it pop a little more. You and I are the exact opposite. I usually take out the reds, orange, and yellows as much as possible without making people look like zombies and stuff. <laughs> like I try, to, I, and I, I don't, I don't boost the blues and greens, but I like I keep those normal. But I try to mute everything else, and I don't know if that's just like. Uh, I guess it's a personality thing, right? Is like, and like I said, I mean, if you put up different, like different photos, like based on, all right, you know, you have Alex over here, he has a photo just on the coloring side, like, okay, we have, like, he boosts more of the magenta and the reds and the oranges and does those. Mine, like, if I have to, like, do green and bring those things out, it, it looks a lot more muted and a little more, more sad. <laughs> so I'm afraid people are going to think I'm depressed, <laughs> but, okay. but, I, but I really like well, the way that it looks. I think, I think what we should do is, uh, <clears throat> Uh, and, and we'll just, we'll post this to our Instagram. What we should do is, uh, have, like, I could put it on my Google Drive or something, a raw file. Yeah. Oh, that would be and interesting. You can, and then, and then you, you can you guys upload a raw file. Do whatever work with it you could. And then I could yeah. take the photo so we would know it's bad. And so, <laughs> like, you're working with something bad to begin yeah. with. So, so that, that way it wouldn't bias, you know, no, <laughs> an advantage of either person. And I will say what I tend to do with color is uh, I tend to use Instagram filters to try and cover up the fact that the CMOS in my camera is burnt out. So uh, everything's kind of washed out anyway. That's what I was going to say is, like, you would just take the, the, the JPEG or whatever and just do an Instagram filter and everyone... Like, 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 oh, that's, Whoa, way better. that's such a good <laughs> job, Jesse. Dude, you're so good. <laughs> and me and Alex just feel like half an hour, like, do these little stupid freaking sliders. Like, oh, yeah, it's looking real good now. When well, no, I, have, I have, like, a six-year-old uh, phone with a camera, and it's just in the past, like, six months, it started to, uh, the sensor is washing out in the center, so everything has kind of a low, a weird yeah. color imbalance. That that would be awesome, though, Alex. <laughs> yeah, like, like a, 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 I think it would be best to have a photo of, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a rainbow or anything, right? But, like, has a lot, uh, like, a good color spectrum. And then <laughs> from there, we could do it, and it would be, that would be really interesting to see how that would turn out. Um, would, I've just so, been brought coffee and, and by my wonderful wife, all, by the way. We post a slideshow of, like, you know, the the before, the Alex, the, and then the Kyle or whatever. Yeah, that'd be that awesome. Be, yeah, I, I'm down for that. Um, how did you make this little kid on your Instagram look so freaking cute, dude? How did you make him look so good? The Theo kid? I don't know who Theo oh, is. Is that your, is that your like, your third son or something? Okay, I didn't know. Because it kind of looks like your older kid. And I was like, did you have a third kid? I didn't that's know about the, it. Uh, that's the clone Alex keeps in his back pocket in case he needs a new kidney. Um, <laughs> that's my niece. And she has like a really, uh, you know, like a really hip haircut because she took uh-huh. her hair the other day. And so... She had really long, like curly, flowy hair, and now she has like this, like emo boy haircut. <laughs> she's adorable, though. Oh yeah, she's like the cutest thing in the world. But- um, that, that that I was, I was at Jordan's apartment for a few minutes, and uh, he was friend of the show. Doing something, and yes, exactly, he was doing something, and uh, Theo was trying to just talk to me, talk, 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 
and the light was coming in through his blinds, and, and it was like making this gold color. Yeah, I can tell. Room. And I was like, oh, I got to take a picture because the it, it was just the light was just so perfect and made everything all warm, and the shadows had like a brownish. Yeah, that thing freaking pops, dude. I loved it. It was. Um, that, so, I, I could take pictures in there all day. I was gonna cool. ask. Yeah, I was gonna be like, did you use a? Do you ever use flash for anything? Because I definitely never use flash. I just whatever the light is. If I don't have light naturally, I usually just don't even worry about it. Um, um I, I I just just I got carry around it. a ring light with me everywhere I go, but that's <laughs> not really for photographs. That's just I like to be well lit. Oh, nice. That's good. I just I just got into to flash because um really uh. Th- Flash is associated with looking like a uh, like a crappy uh, photojournalist type picture, you know, uh-huh. like but um, like a paparazzi photo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but really, Flash is the gateway to ultimate image quality because ultimate image quality comes from sensor saturation. Um, Are you talking about Scientology now? Did you just go into talking yeah. about Scientology? Okay. Well, okay. and it's because. Because it, you uh, have to saturate your centaur. When you get satur- saturation of the sensor without <laughs> exposing, it. Elon Hubbard's god. It allows you, but it allows you to. Uh, it allows you to use the lowest ISO setting. Yes, which is important, kids at home. And, as well as as well as totally um, overcome the base noise that is yeah. you know just present in the in the, in the like the inherent um gain level of your sensor so it's kind of like <clears throat> uh if you if you have a uh guitar and uh, like electric guitar and you turn up um or you and you turn a distortion pedal on uh, you're going to instantly just hear the noise level of the 60 cycle home go way up when you're not playing right um and that's like that's like turning up the ISO in your uh in your camera i love uh, i love the fact that we're used to explain highly detailed technical <laughs> aspects of photography we're if using highly detailed or... technical aspects of music <laughs> If you're not a musician or a photographer, you're going to skip this episode and be like, what the F? I'm never listening to these guys again. Anyway. But it's, it's awesome. Like, it, and I just got into it and I have like some, I, I have some, I have two speed lights and I have some cool modifiers and stuff like that. And speed I speed lights. Really... I just like the sound of that. Oh yeah. They're cool. What is a speed light? Tell me about that. Speed light is like a, um, <clears throat> it's a really fast light. It, it really is. It, it's a, it's a flash that can, uh, recharge you know the uh it, it can it can recharge itself or i can't use a can't figure out the word right but it can refresh itself so you can shoot back-to-back photos pretty pretty easily without having to wait for it to so like it doesn't keep its glow or anything it goes back to just completely off and then brings the light back into balance yeah, that, your eyes and that, everything that too but if you want to do a few shots in in like back-to-back uh there are certain lights that can't keep putting out that that amount of power like back to back to back. Capacitance is going to go down. It probably has mo- multiple redundant capacitors to allow it to do that. And so it, it but it, it it's really um and they're you know they're also speed lights because they're very portable you know and whatever. And I have this like remote. That means you trigger. can drink them, right? Yes. And so I, I have a remote trigger that goes on top of the camera, and then the lights can be like positioned at different angles. And what it allows is just allows for like the, just what I'm, what I'm going for, like what I described as far as that super detail, 
and really getting the most out of that sensor. Um, and I'm just learning more about it right now. I wanted to take it today to use it at that uh, bridal shower, but yeah, I was feeling like crap, and so it didn't um, didn't go. But I did send the camera with Tiffany, so I'm looking forward to going through those pictures, seeing what seeing what she got. Very cool. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, for Christmas, Courtney, uh's family got me a flash, and and again, like photography can get so advanced. <laughs> like I haven't even opened it yet. I'm like, I'm, I'll get there, like when I'm ready, because you can get really overwhelming really quick. Um, oh man, it, it's crazy. The 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 physics they involved in the way that like you, I like it, it takes kind of like somebody drawing it on a whiteboard for you to understand yeah. how flash works. Sometimes you're like. You can use the flash with a one thirtieth of a second shutter speed and and freeze the motion without having any blur. Yeah, how yeah. is that possible? Well, it's because <laughs> talking it, to Neil deGrasse it, Tyson over here. Yeah, it's so it, there's two different exposures that happen instead of just having one exposure for the the shutter speed. You have like the ambient light being exposed for by the shutter, the amount of time that it's open, and then you have your foreground being lit by that burst of uh, flash towards the end of the exposure and so it doesn't really matter how long it's open it's just that burst of light is what gives you that freeze of yep. of uh motion and it's such a it, it's very yeah there's a lot to plus it to stuns learn. your subjects into into uh <laughs> oh yeah you know, um, complacency some of my favorite videos like the, the most eye-opening videos have been actually videos on lighting on faces when it comes to portrait modes and like where you look for shadows on like the nose or oh potentially which side of the face and it's so awesome um mm-hmm. but um for 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 i'm looking through your instagram here um did you use flash on daniel williamson nope that was just a really perfect overcast day right it, there yeah, at because that's super yeah. that's like perfect like you had light like perfectly on one side of the face you had like the little mm-hmm. nose shadow and like you must have said stand in this spot <laughs> and do not move um, when you found that, because I was thinking you probably used like a flash on that one. But no, hey. we just, I just moved around and I was trying to get him in the right spot because I wanted it to have like the white light, uh, uh-huh. in the background, uh, because they have these Christmas lights thrown across the street, like, yeah. uh, over, uh, over, over the, can't remember which street it is anyway. And they had changed them to these funky colors, uh, for of like purple and orange or something, which I would normally like that, but not for their Christmas photos, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. And so I instead was going to use the photo, use the lights that were on the small trees in the background, and uh, they, it, the light and everything in that area was just like perfect, and we just moved around and then found it, and probably took a million right there. Awesome. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into to flash at some point, but like I said, it's it's that's another thing too is like I I never I have yet to really have because you know down here like essentially I just have kind of Courtney and my dog and so and Mickey I don't, I, and Mickey, but I, I haven't really you know there's not a lot of people at work or like people around where I'm like hey let me just go take pictures of you today to practice and so I haven't really asked for that um, so I've been all of my photography experience has been more. I'm taking it with me, and when I see something cool, I'm going to take a picture of it. Now, I will say, I have done something that's going to be very cliche and kind of dumb. I don't think this is going to be a new like a new Instagram thing for me or anything, but um, Courtney and I have, have ordered a couple little action figures <laughs> for oh, me. Uh, that's great. To, to, uh, to essentially... Like you know, again, are they the like, uh, ultra like ultra posable wooden figures that artists I, I, use to figure draw? 
I, I don't even know. Uh, well, I'll, I don't even know. And this, here's the two that I have, uh, or coming in the mail, uh, rather. I have Porkins from Star Wars. Perfect. Uh, because, you, yeah, as you guys know, yeah, that's been my, my gamer tag since I was, like, 16. He's the fat guy from Star Wars that dies first. I continue to make that name great in any way that I can. Um, and then uh, a Diamond Dallas Page doll. So, Perfect. So, uh, hey, he's way into yoga, so that figure better be pretty posable. He's, I think that one is pretty posable. I don't have know about you, Have you ever seen the DDP yoga? I've done DDP yoga. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, you have. Of course. <laughs> what? what? I got a D- I'm buying a DDP action figure, and I've never done DDP yoga. Are you serious right really? now? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it actually effed up my back a little bit. But that's a different podcast we could talk yoga's, about. Yoga's hard. Uh, yeah, uh, that might be next week's challenge. We should, do we should, a yoga. We should talk about yoga. yoga. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> Alex, you do yoga. I've done DDP yoga. We have enough we can talk about. I've um, done P90X yoga, but I stopped after a couple weeks because it was literally the hardest part of the program. Oh, no, man. Oh really? That was kind of easiest to me. No, no, that was way, for me, way the most difficult the, part. The, I couldn't the, make it past, like, 15 minutes. Oh, my God. I can lift um, weights all day, man, but, it, like, holding a specific position? No. Well, to be fair, that, that P90X stuff, that's like a two-hour session of yoga, so... Yeah, no, that's uh, about 20 long. minutes. It's like extreme yoga, really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so I, I'm starting with those and, you know, like I said, just to be able to like pop something out because like here, like where I live, like in, in the little like village town that I live, I often see incredible scenes, but if Courtney's not there, you know, I'm not going to take a selfie typically, like it's almost impossible to take a selfie on camera like this anyway. And, you know, I don't take my dog with me everywhere. So outside of like, oh, here's a cool thing. Let me ask this stranger or either have a session with a person who wants to go do it. Um, it'll be nice to just be able to kind of pop something out and look like a complete weirdo. <laughs> take a picture of action <laughs> figures. Well, um, uh, so. That's, that's going to be an interesting development. I think, I think this yeah. was a good talk. Yeah, me too. I learned a lot of stuff. See, you know, the technical stuff is what it is, but I was more interested in like your approaches, and I think we got we got that with talking about like the focus and the color and the yeah, yeah. My yeah, my goal is to to find something I like going on and focus on that, and that's what I really like. Later, I might get into something else, but that's what I that's what I really like to try to do. And I focus on uh, covering up all my mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Uh, Is is uh, is next week tentatively set? for yoga well i mean we can talk about that we're gonna go ahead and this is the part of our show where we decide what <laughs> next week's topic is going to be and i kind of like the idea of yoga yeah i love that idea sure, i'm down, I'm uh, down what about it. what if we make it ddp yoga specifically i know all about it so uh, i don't know i don't know that much about it but I, I have seen i have seen some pretty motivational videos i did ddp yoga straight for like two months this this may depend on if we can find free videos of DDP yoga on like Daily Motion or something. I, you I know, like YouTube's a, pulled them down. Yeah, no. Um, he actually so has tentative, an app. tentatively it's DDP yoga. He has a free trial app where he puts like recipes and motivational Monday videos on there and stuff. Cool. Is he teaching how to do a diamond cutter? If I do yeah, DDP yoga that's, for that's a week, am I going to be doing main, a diamond yeah, cutter? Yes, that's the main move. You do the diamond cutter like every five minutes. Not even kidding. <laughs> is, that, is that is like relax from a relax that, from a difficult no, stance his, thing? That's, his, is that's his standing cutter. pose. It's essentially like you go down and your diamond cutter is like you come back and then like you lean really far back and it stretches your back and then you bring your arms down and hulk it out <laughs> and then you, and then you take a breath and you uh you do a tension and then that basically you pull your chest forward and then you say at ease and breathe or whatever. I know all the poses, dude. I'm telling you, I did it. Like oh. and it was it kind of effed up my back. All right. So. <laughs> so you'll be an expert next time. That's we're doing Kyle's topic again. DDP yeah. yoga. Yeah, real yoga. I don't okay. know anything about, but the DDP yoga. 
Well, uh, on that note, I'm going to thank everybody for joining us. This has been another episode of Wizard Opinions. We hope you join us next time for DDP Yoga. Alex, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Kyle, thank you for calling in. Of course. Bye, everybody. Have a good time. See ya.